Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Give honor to God and all the saints. Thanking God that he blessed us to see another week. Another week we just came through. God, we just thank you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. We just praise you, God. We honor you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for all you've done, all you're going to do. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless us tonight as we endeavor into Women's History Month. And we're looking at 20 amazing women in the Bible to learn from and admire. If we can't do 20, depends on how long, we'll do 10 and then 10 on Sunday. So welcome again to Women's History Month. And we are increasing our knowledge of 12 amazing women in the Bible that we can learn from and admire. So we thank you, God, for the privilege to study your word. We thank you, God, for the privilege to be to become stronger because um, as treasured individuals, Heavenly Father, we're uh, being attacked left, right, to the side, in between. So we thank you, God, that there's a way that we can we can delve into uh, your word and, and, and uh, uh, the Bible, which is uh, basic instructions before leaving earth that we can look at other people and their stories and we can develop our strength and develop our faith and and just keep moving forward. So we thank you, God, for the women that we're going to read about tonight that have been honorary women of the Bible and we can learn from their skills and how we can be the best women and men that we can be, those of the men that come or listening. Uh, that we can be. God, don't let none of us leave this earth before we complete the assignment that you have bestowed upon us. God, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. We bring this targeted individual program before you to the throne, dear God. We ask you, God, to remove this program off of this earth. We ask you, God, to execute every single demon behind this program, dear God. Remove them off this earth so that they cannot hurt anyone else. God, we ask you for divine intervention for you to do according to your will, dear God, where you choose to move. Your word says vengeance is mine, Heavenly Father. You know the damage they've done to children, to seniors, to adults, to people on this earth. God, we ask you for a divine movement for a supernatural movement, dear God, to just remove this curse program. We bind and rebuke the disabled public protection officers. We bind and rebuke every curse that comes with this program. And we thank you, God, that we know in your time, dear God, this too shall pass. This will not be here. But God, we ask you while we deal with it, that you give us the stamina, that you give us the, the faith, that you give us the skills to effectively Move forward with your word, Heavenly Father, in the midst of this uh, targeted individual program. God, we thank you. We praise you. We ask you, God, to bless each one of our health. 
cover our legs, dear God, in particular, from all demonic attacks. We bind and rebuke directed energy weapon attacks. I know I'm dealing with that. I bind it up. I plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that every attack on my leg will be dismantled, will be destroyed, that no weapon formed against any of us shall prosper. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for what you have coming for us. I thank you, God, for the great things that you have planned for us. I decree and declare that we shall have uh, churches, that we shall have schools, we shall have universities, we shall have sovereign entities to move forward your agenda on this earth, dear God, that these demons will get back to the pit of hell that they came from. I plead the blood of Jesus on the executive branch of government. I plead the blood of Jesus on the judicial branch of government. And I plead the blood of Jesus on the legislative branch of government. I plead the blood of Jesus that every demon trying to usurp authority in our governing structures will be removed, will be exposed, and will be removed in the name of Jesus. God, I just thank you for the great things that you have done, that you will do, that you will continue doing. I thank you, God, for the removing these demons. Taking them out, taking them out. I thank you, God, for bringing up other warriors on this earth, other people, Heavenly Father, to expose these demons, to work against these demons, their programs, their vaccinations, their killings, Heavenly Father. We come against untimely death. We come against induced hospitalization. We come against induced diabetes. We come against induced heart disease. Every plot and plan that these enemies have in place, we plead the blood, the blood of Jesus, that it shall be destroyed, that no weapons form will prosper, that their, their programs will be exposed. God, we thank you that in the, in the uh, blessings of uh, civilization, that God, we will have place on this earth where people will be able to write in and expose any type of demonic program that we have. We decree and declare that there will be an office that take, takes calls from people that have been injected with, uh, with deadly microorganisms, deadly pathogens that they can call in. And we, we decree and declare there'll be an office that people can call in when vaccinations have hurt them, hurt their children. We decree and declare when, when people can call in, when they have been chipped, when they have been uh, injected with all type of nanotech technology. We plead the blood of Jesus. There'll be a place to call when people are, people, uh, are being assaulted by military weapons, Heavenly Father, on civilians, something that we know they do. God, we thank you that that office is coming. We thank you, God, that an office will be in each state. But people can report these crimes and these crimes have to be shut down in the name of Jesus, that these eugenics programs will be destroyed and will be sent back to the pit of hell that they came from. And that each and every one of us that have been suffering behind these programs, that our complaints will reach the right hands, the right people, and that these complaints will be investigated and there will be offices created where people can send in affidavits documenting eugenic programmings that are killing young people, old people, and mid-aged people, and that must be removed off this earth. We decree and declare that there will be a scientific obstruction reporting force on this earth in the name of Jesus, a place where people can report all scientific obstructions in the name of Jesus. And every eugenicist behind scientific obstruction, killing people, infesting people, making people sick, so that they can meet their demonic criteria 
to kill people, to infest, and to, to have their, their satanic rituals, we bind and rebuke it in the name of Jesus, and we call those demons to be arrested in the name of Jesus, that they will not use God's people to meet their killing requirements for to be advanced on this earth. We come against it. We call every ritual these demons have done for wealth, power, and riches on this earth by killing people, by infesting, by hurting people, by injuring and damaging people. We call that curse null and void in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus that that curse will turn into a blessing, that that curse will turn into a blessing for God's people, that every single person that these demons have planned on every community these demons have planned to put their infectious diseases, to, to put their their sick, their, their, their um, defraud injections, their counterfeit uh, medical centers. Every place, every area they picked, Heavenly Father, will be used for an area of blessings. That you, Heavenly Father, will use your people, that they, your people will work together to turn that curse into a blessing, turn that neighborhood into a place where reproduction is respected, where jobs will be available for everyone, where young people will get the appropriate skills and education they need. God, we come against the plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus, and we come against it with the plan of the Most High God for a civilized society, for an advanced society. God, we praise you. God, we adore you. God, we magnify your name. He brought us through another week and you didn't have to do it, but we thank you, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, God, for this weekend we have coming before us. And we ask you, God, to bestow your blessings upon us, cover us in our coming and going. In Jesus' name, God, we give you all the praise and the glory. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, amen. Pastor Millicent, you want to pray? Uh, why don't you let Sharice go first tonight? Hi, uh, Sharice. Okay. Hello. Charisse. Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you as usual, usual for allowing us to all come together today and be able to praise and worship you, to be able to discuss um, not just the targeting, but we got a great conversation about women's empowerment today. And I pray that you breathe life into the conversation conversation, so we can have good discussion, Father God. And I pray as we continue to go throughout the week that you continue to bless us with good things, positive things, and keep putting great things in our path and remove anything that's negative, Father God. I pray that you continue to allow us to keep praising and worshiping you at some time and get complacent throughout the week. And in your name I pray, amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come to add my agreement to what my sisters have prayed, God, tonight. I thank you that you are a prayer hearing and a prayer answering, God. In fact, you gave us the invitation to come unto, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. And then, Father, because of Jesus, the sacrifice at Calvary, we know that we can come boldly before your throne of grace for your promises there. We will find grace and help. For our time is need, Father, we do pray tonight for the the whistleblowers. God, we thank you that they're coming forward and they're speaking out, Father. The testimony that I heard today of the woman named Lara, and I don't remember her last name, but God, she was 
testifying about the fact that there is a targeting program. And she was calling the names of, of, of journalists and others who have become targeted because they dare to stand up for right. But she did use the word targeting, and they said they know that there are other uh, citizens who are targeted. Father, and she was talking to uh, someone in the, in, the, in the Senate, I believe, about this situation. So I just thank you, Father, that they're coming forward, they're coming out, they're standing up, they're speaking up, and they're speaking out, Father. We pray tonight that you'll continue to bring them forward, Lord, continue to bring them to the forefront and cause them, oh God, as they speak their words to resonate in the minds of the people, God, to change this this dumbed-down consciousness, Father God, that seems to want to lay lay this blanket over America. Lord, I just thank you for your mercy upon us, God, because of your grace and your mercy, oh God, that we are not consumed. That's what the apostle, actually, uh, the uh, prophet Jeremiah said, it's because of your seed, your covenant of love that we are not consumed, that your compassions fail not and your mercies are new every morning. And he said, great is thy faithfulness. And so, God, since we've crossed crossed over, at least in the in the Northeast, God, crossed over from yesterday into today, God, there's a brand new batch of mercies that they get to walk in through, into, God, and we thank you for that marvelous provision, oh God, for it helps us through our days of trials and tribulations, through our days of situations and circumstances. It keeps us, oh God, looking up, oh God, realizing that our help comes from you, the one who created the heavens and the earth. I pray, God, tonight your blessings on my sisters, God, and whatever their needs are, God, we're praying that you will provide it. You said in your word through the psalmist David in Psalm 37, for that as we delight ourselves in you, that you would give us the desires of our heart. So give my sisters, I pray, God, the desires of their heart tonight. Bless sister. Uh, Sharice's daughters, Father. Thank you, Father, for the call of God that you have on their lives. Thank you, Father, that they shall attain everything that you have sent them into the world to attain. They shall stand up for the cause of Christ and give you the glory. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you'll bless the Samaria's ministry, that you'll continue to cause it to flourish and grow. I thank you, Father, for bringing finances in, God, to support the activities that you would have done in this ministry, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the blessing that she is to the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was muted. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Okay, I was muted there. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the praise. Okay. We're honoring uh, March as um, March uh, Women's History Month. So let's take a look at 20 amazing women in the Bible uh, that we can learn from and admire. Um, Times may have changed, but the examples of these female Bible heroes still shine. Excuse me. Even if you've never studied the Bible, there's a good chance you're familiar with the story of Mary of Nazareth, who's best known for giving birth to Jesus. However, there are plenty of other women in the Bible whose names are worth knowing, and they're not all just mothers either. Of course, Bible verses about mothers are full of inspiration. 
From faithful servants to powerful leaders, the most famous biblical women deserve more attention than they get. And in addition to teaching us a thing or two, the stories of these amazing women also help us grow closer to God through examples. Yes. Whether we are interested in the stories of Mary Magdalene, Ruth, the Moabite, Deborah, the judge, or a biblical figure we haven't yet learned about, we've rounded up all the women who will help us gain a better understanding of the Bible as a whole. We might even learn something new about biblical women we've heard the most about in our lives, including an influential Persian queen, an unlikely ancestor of Jesus, and the mother of the Jewish nation, while there are nearly 50 women included throughout the Bible. Rushing up on the stories of the following 20 is a great place to start. We'll probably do 10 and then 10 Sunday. Let's take a look at Mary of Nazareth. As the mother of Jesus, Mary's all-important role in the Bible goes without saying. After all, she was the one who gave birth to the world's savior when she was just a teen, just as the angel Gabriel said she would. Mary of Nazareth in the Bible, when Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When, they, when the angel came to her, he said, rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. She was confused by those words and wondered what kind of greeting that might be. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever and there will be no end to his kingdom. And that's from Luke 1, 26 to 33. So that was Mary of Nazareth, the mother of Jesus. Then we have Ruth the Moabite. <clears throat> now, to my understanding, <clears throat> Moabites are Black people uh, in the Bible. They didn't call them Black people then. They called them Moabites. I read that uh, somewhere. And uh, let's take a look at Ruth the Moabite. Ruth the Moabite was an example of unwavering faith and bravery in the Bible. After being widowed early in life, she stuck with her mother-in-law and she followed God for all her days, believing he would provide for her. Ruth the Moabite in the Bible, it says, then she bowed down face to the ground and she replied to him, how is it that I've found favor in you? Uh, in you, dear God. I'm an immigrant. Boaz responded, oh, she said that to Boaz. How is it that I found favor in your eyes that you noticed me? I'm an immigrant. Boaz responded to her, everything that you did for your mother-in-law after your husband's death has been reported fully to me. How you left behind your father, your mother, and the land of your birth and came to a people you had not known beforehand. May the Lord reward you for your deed. 
may you receive a rich reward from God, the God of Israel, under whose wings you've come to seek refuge. Ruth 2, 10 through 13. And um, that is what she was known for her faithfulness, for her unselfishness, for her, for her to take on to help her mother-in-law as a biblical uh, character. All right. Now we have, all right, we did Mary of Nazareth. This is now Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is a misunderstood biblical figure. But she has certainly a faithful follower. She was certainly a faithful follower of Jesus. After being healed by him, she traveled with him and she witnessed his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. Mary Magdalene in the Bible. She stood. Mary stood outside near the tomb crying as she cried. She bent down to look into the tomb and she saw two angels dressed in white seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the hand and one at the foot. The angels asked her, woman, why are you crying? She replied, they have taken away my Lord and I don't know where they put him. As soon as she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Arabic, in Aramaic, Robani. John, that's in John 20, verses 11 to 16. So, okay. So Mary Magdalene, she was the one who discovered uh, when Jesus was... Uh, resurrected in the grave and um that's all in john john in the, the book of john chapter 20. i think they should have gave a little more information well what we'll do uh throughout the month we'll elaborate more i think they just give a paragraph on each person uh, i think we need to differentiate make sure you understand mary magdalene is not the same as um Mary of Nazareth. Mary of Nazareth was the mother of Jesus. Mary of Magdalene. Uh, she was the biblical character of the biblical character who was a faithful follower of Jesus. And she traveled with him, and she was the one who witnessed his crucifixion, burial, and resurrection. So that's Mary Magdalene. Uh, our next one is Rachel. Rachel, who is Rachel in the Bible? This is another woman. Rachel patiently waited to marry her love, Jacob, after being cruelly deceived by her father, who tricked Jacob into marrying her sister, Leah. Eventually, Rachel's prayers were answered, and although she was childless at first, she became the, the mother to Joseph and Benjamin. Rachel, according to the Bible, God responded to Leah. She became pregnant and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. Leah said, God gave me what I paid for what I deserved for giving my servant to my husband. So she named him Isaacar. Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. And she said, God has given me a wonderful gift. Now my husband will honor me since I've borne him six sons. 
So she named him Zebulon. After this, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dina. Then God remembered Rachel, responded to her, and let her conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my shame. She named him Joseph, saying to herself, may the Lord give me another son. Genesis 30, 17 to 24, and that is Rachel. And she was the one, again, she's known for patiently waiting to be married. And um, her prayers were answered, and she she had children, you know, although she was childless in the beginning. Okay, and next woman is Hannah. Hannah desperately prayed for a son and promised that she would dedicate his life to God. When God came through, she kept her word. She left her son Samuel to be raised in the temple, providing her son wisdom along the way. Hannah's faithfulness never faltered. So she was the woman who prayed for a son and that she would dedicate this son to God. So let's see, Anna in the Bible. When he had been weaned and was still very young, Hannah took him along with the three-year-old bull an ephah of flour and a jar of wine and brought him to the Lord's house of Shiloh. They slaughtered the bull and then brought the boy to Eli. Excuse me, sir, Hannah said, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here next to you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this boy and the Lord gave me what I asked for from him. So now I give this boy back to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is given to the Lord and then they worshiped there before the Lord. And that was in 1 Samuel 1.24. So she uh, lived out her word. She got her son and she gave her son to the Lord. And that is Hannah, uh, a woman of, uh, of faith, her faithfulness. She's, she's known for her faithfulness uh, to God. And that is uh, giving her son, having, uh, having uh, the, the son and giving him to God. While our lovely Eve, while Eve isn't the most upstanding woman in the Bible, she's certainly one of the most influential. By giving into evil, she reminds the world that while God is good, Satan's temptations are not. Eve in the Bible, the snake was the most intelligent of all the wild animals that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say that you shouldn't eat from any tree in the garden. The woman said to the snake, we may eat the fruit of the garden's trees, but not the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, don't eat from it and don't touch it or you will die. Excuse me. The snake said to the woman, you won't die. God knows that on the day you eat from it, you will see clearly and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful with delicious fruit, the delicious food, and that the tree would provide wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it, and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And that's Genesis 3 1 to 6. And that, that's Eve. That was, uh, you know, the first woman on the earth, and uh, she unfortunately was tempted by the devil. and. Um, 
that's what she's known for uh, as one of the women, the great women in the Bible, one of the first uh, women um, in the Bible. She's uh, she gave into temptation, and um, there are a lot of uh, mixed stories, uh, you know, about giving into that temptation it was that's why women uh childbirth is so is so you know uh child you know difficult they're different stories well right now we're just reading a little summary and that's that's um eve is one of the influential women being the first woman um on earth according to the bible our next woman is uh deborah Deborah is the only female judge mentioned in the Bible. Deborah is known for being a compassionate leader, of which there weren't many in biblical times. She worked to purge the nation of those who kept Israel spiritually complacent and under slavery to the Canaanites, returning to worship of the one true God. Deborah from the Bible. Now, Deborah Prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was a leader of Israel at that time. She would sit under Deborah's palm tree between Ramah and Bethel in the Ephraim Highlands. Okay, she would sit under Deborah's palm tree. She went, oh, excuse me, she sent word to Barak, Abaddon's son, from Kadesh in Napti and said to him, hasn't the Lord Israel God issued you a command? Go and assemble at Mount Tabar, taking 10,000 men from the people of Nathatali and Debulon with you. I'll sure, I'll lure Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, to assemble with his chariots and troops against you at the Kishon River and then I'll help you overpower him. Barak replied to her, if you go with me, I'll go. But if not, I won't go. Deborah answered, I'll definitely go with you. However, the path you're taking won't bring honor to you because the Lord will hand over Caesarea to a woman. Then Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. Judges 4, 4, 9. And uh, De Deborah, again, is known as uh, the only female judge mentioned in the Bible. And um, she was a compassionate leader. And we'll go into more of, of her uh, throughout the month. Esther, number eight is Esther. Queen Esther showed great courage by telling the Persian king about a plan to assassinate him and later a plan to have all the Jews in Persia killed. With the power of prayer and bravery, she saved her people. Esther is known as a prayer warrior, as a prophetess. She sounded a warning and saved her people. Esther in the Bible, Esther again spoke before the king. She bowed at his feet. She wept and begged him to treat her kindly. She wanted him to overturn the evil plot of Haman, the Agagite, his secret plan directed against the Jews. The king held out the gold scepter to Esther and she got up and stood before him. She said, if the king wishes and I please him, this is, if the idea seems right to the king and if he still sees me as a good person, then have people write something to call back the order. The order that you put into effect, 
the plan of Haman. The uh, Hamadatha, the Agagite's son, that he wrote to destroy the Jews in all the royal provinces. Can I bear to watch the terrible evil about to sweep over my people? And how can I bear to watch others destroy my own family? Esther 8, 3, and 6. So she, again, she's known for showing great courage by contacting the Persian king and telling him about this plan that they had to kill the Jews. And she put some prayer and bravery and that plot was stopped and she helped save her people. Oh, I didn't know, here we go. This is Miriam, that's my name. Miriam is one of the women in the Bible, let's see. Miriam, she was the prophetess. Miriam was Moses' older sister and she helped save him as a baby. Their mother left him in a basket to protect him from being killed by Pharaoh. And when Pharaoh's daughter found him and took pity on him, Miriam offered up their mother to nurse him so that they could stay together. Miriam in the Bible. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, she took a tambourine in her hand. All the women followed her playing tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang the refrains back to them. Sing to the Lord for an overflowing victory. Horse and rider he threw into the sea. Exodus 15, 20. So Miriam's uh, known in the Bible for being the great prophetess. And that's one who has the spirit of God to give uh, the spirit of foretelling of being able to see things before they occur. She was Moses' older sister, and she was the one that helped save Moses as a baby. So that's what she's remembered for. And that's Miriam. And number 10 is Sarah. Abraham's wife, Sarah, is an example of how God keeps his promises. After telling Abraham she would bear a son despite being barren. Sarah gave birth to Isaac at 90 years old. Now, you know, that's something else. Sarah in the Bible. That's what she's remembered for being, she's remembered for being Abraham's wife and um, how God, she's an example of how God keeps promises. And um, she bore a child at 90 years old. Excuse me. Mm. The, all right, in the Bible it says, the Lord was attentive to Sarah, just as he had said, and the Lord carried out just what he had promised her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Abraham when he was old. At the very time God had told him, Abraham named his son, the one Sarah bore him, Isaac. Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, when he was eight days old, just as God had commanded him. Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has given me laughter. Everyone who hears about it will laugh with me, she said. Who could have told Abraham that Sarah would nurse sons? But now I've given birth to a son when he was old. Genesis 21, uh, 17. All right, that's the first 10. We'll stop there and go a little through it. We, we took a look tonight at 10 uh, amazing women in the Bible, and we looked at the Mary of Nazareth, that was the mother of Jesus. We looked at Ruth, 
the Moabite. She was known for her unwavering faith and bravery in the Bible. And after she was a she was a widow, how she stuck by her mother-in-law, and she basically sacrificed her, herself to help her mother-in-law. Then there's Mary Magdalene. She is um, a biblical figure of faith. She was a faithful follower of Jesus Christ, and she was one who was healed by him. And she's the one that traveled with Jesus and witnessed his crucifixion, his burial, and resurrection. Then we looked at Rachel. Rachel. Rachel was the woman who patiently waited to marry her love, Jacob, after being she after she was deceived by her father, who tricked Jacob into marrying her sister. Eventually, Rachel's prayers were answered, and although she was childless at first, she became the mother to Joseph and Benjamin. She is remembered in the Bible for her faithfulness to her stand by the Most High God. Um, Hannah. Hannah uh, is a woman who is remembered for desperately praying for her son, and she promised that she would dedicate her son's life to God, and she did so. And she, um, that is, she, she left her son Samuel to be raised in the temple, uh, that he would get the wisdom, and she's remembered for her faithfulness. Uh, her faithfulness that never faltered. Eve, we did Eve, that was the first woman on the earth. And um, she unfortunately uh, fell by temptation. And um, that's one of the women in the Bible to be remembered. Then we looked at Deborah, was the first and only female judge in the Bible. Uh, she was a compassionate leader. And um, she worked to uh, save the nation uh, from slavery to returning to the worship of God, right? They were worshiping idols, and she returned it to the worshiping of God. That's Deborah. Then we looked at Esther. She was a queen. Queen Esther showed great courage by telling the Persian king about a plan to assassinate him and later a plan to have all the Jews in Persia killed. With the power of prayer and bravery, she saved her people. She stopped those Jews from being killed. We read, we learned about Miriam, the prophetess, um, the foreteller, who was uh, Moses' older sister, and she helped save Moses. And um, she was the one that arranged for Pharaoh's daughter to find Moses. And um, she offered up. Uh, the mother to nurse him. So she's remembered for being Moses' sister and the um, the and and being a, a prophetess. That's Miriam in the Bible. And then we looked at Sarah. That was Abraham's wife. She's an example of how God keeps his promises. After telling Abraham she would bear a son. Despite being barren, Sarah gave birth to Isaac at 90 years old. So those, those are the first 10 women that we're looking at. And um, they are in the Bible. These are some of our Bible stories of great women for Women's History Month. And we, we just thank you, Lord, for their contributions on earth. We thank you, God, for their contributions, for them sharing their stories of faith. And... Um, 
we can we will delve more into it uh, later in the month. So I'll stop here. Happy Women's History Month, and um, may we continue to grow in uh, reviewing some of our Bible characters. And uh, for Women's History Month, may we continue studying great women in the Bible. So, and we, may we most importantly uh, live to become great women of Bible character in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> So God bless. I'm going to close out here. Any questions? I don't know what happened to um Cassandra and Melvin. Anybody know anything? Okay. All right. Well, good night. Good night, Pastor Millicent. Good to see you. Uh, good night, um, Sharice. Uh, and anyone good else out night. here? Good night, dear. Sharice, I'm gonna give you a call. All right, talk to you soon. Okay, good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.